Welcome back to Market on Close. We've got about seven minutes till the bell. It's a nice day here for stocks kicking off the week, which does include an inflation print with quite a bit of optimism. Eric Lava joins us, Chief Investment Officer at Bylar, to talk about what to expect here this week. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a big number this week coming out for CPI. Or do we already hear from Jay Powell that they need to slow things down and maybe these inflation prints won't be so dramatic from here on out? Well, I do think inflation prints become lower. I think we're finally likely to see a peak for core inflation, which has been that frustrating element of it. And looking back to last week's statement, we can all choose what we want to parse out of it. Hmm. And for me, there's one critical element. It was in the statement that came along with the immediate announcement that the Fed cares about the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation. And that is such a core here. And it kind of goes against this idea that we're so wedded to this 70s model of uh, you have to beat inflation by keeping rates high for long. Past is not necessarily prologue here. And I really do think the Fed has to be cognizant that they've spent eight plus months now being the most activist central bank in the world. And the effects of it are only starting to take to show real teeth. We're going to see most of that coming on in the next several months. We're going to see it come on in order to equivalent rents within CPI. We're going to see inflation come down a lot. And I don't think people are really pricing that in yet. And I do think the Fed actually does pivot earlier than most people expect. Now, uh, Eric, that statement about looking for the cumulative uh, uh, effects of their hiking, I mean, doesn't it, it's just kind of like a sophisticated way of saying data dependent, is it not? Isn't that what they've always told us? It is saying being data dependent, but it's being cognizant that you know, you don't just hit the brakes and the car stops. It isn't quite as responsive as that. This is more like a 200-car train on a track. And what they do, they don't exactly know how long it's going to take to, to really bite. And I do think we know the real data on multifamily housing. Inflation there peaked in the spring at over 12%. It's now below 6%. We're probably going to be below 4% by end of year. CPI is one-third housing, essentially. When we see in late spring that coming down to 3-4% inflation rate levels, we're going to see a huge downgrade in overall inflation, and probably by year-end get to a number with a three-handle, which the market is going to be shocked by and much more comfortable with. Okay. Now, uh, if we do uh, get that uh, a slower rate of uh, change from the Fed, but does it uh, change where the market's headed, or does it just uh, go in the same direction but slower? Well, I mean, I think the, the market still has the same issues facing it. Uh, we are going to have slow growth, which probably still means weaker top lines, continued pressure on margins as we saw in third quarter earnings. And so uh, you are going to have all of these optimistic numbers for 2023 S&P earnings, you know, we might be lucky to get 200 in 2023. But we know if we see inflation come down to a cohort below 4%, we could see valuations, uh, you know, stretch a little bit. I mean, they're 
they're they're not compressed now. You take out the mega cap tech, and they look a little bit more of having a little more of a discount. But you could expect a fifteen to twenty percent premium put on where we are today if you do get that inflation back down to a reasonable level. So essentially what I'm saying is you almost have an even trade-off between hmm. where earnings go and where uh, valuations go. And the challenge is just animal spirits. I think we can break the back of the wage price spiral in people's heads. And then the question becomes, does that make them eager to get back in the equity market, especially as your last guess was saying, there is an alternative now. Bond yields are incredibly high, four plus percent across the curve. It isn't a no-brainer anymore. Does that alternative in bonds mean that the heydays are past for companies that don't make money? We're seeing some real blow-ups right now, Eric. Some of these stocks uh, that did great uh, two years ago suddenly look like they're they're literally headed to zero. Like there's nowhere really Redfin, Carvana. These are like single-digit companies now that look like they could be going to zero. Should we expect some bankruptcies uh, as part of those effects that are lagged from the Fed? No doubt. I mean, some of those companies have specific issues, but I do think no earnings companies are under greater pressure. I think, you know, the private equity pipeline coming into all of that is under a lot more pressure. And so, yes, I think people will be valuing earnings, quality of earnings, sustainability of earnings, uh, dividend yielding companies, especially when you have a bond market that is competitive, I think some of those traditional old fashioned metrics become more important. Okay, uh, well said, looking forward to uh, continuing the conversation here. We've got to jump for the closing bell. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much, bye-bye. Absolutely.